Good morning and welcome to Simply Tech. It's Monday, February 19th. On today's show, Ford gears up for its next big fight. Waymo recalls its self-driving car software and layoffs hit another AV startup. Plus, Intel is on the verge of a $10 billion subsidy win. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Tech. In the world of transportation, there's always something happening. This week, we've seen a BMW security lapse, a federal agency's backlash over an anti-Tesla Super Bowl ad, and a new federal investigation into Fisker. But let's start with Ford. The automaker is setting its sights on Chinese EV manufacturers and Tesla, with a low-cost EV and cutting-edge software as their weapons of choice. Abby, our correspondent for Simply Tech, is here to delve deeper into this. Can you tell us more about Ford's strategy? Certainly, David. Ford is very aware of the competition, especially from Chinese EV automakers and Tesla. The company believes that a low-cost EV and advanced software are the keys to staying competitive. Ford CFO John Lawler stated that Chinese automakers are now competitive with production capacity and impressive designs. They are expanding into other regions, and Ford is preparing for this long-term challenge. Interesting. And what about Tesla? How is Ford planning to compete with them? Ford CEO Jim Farley is focused on saving $2 billion across the company's industrial system. A significant part of this is improving the quality of new vehicles, which directly impacts warranty costs. This was a point he emphasized during a recent interview at Wolf Research's Global Auto and Auto Tech Conference in New York. Let's switch gears a bit. There's been some news about Faraday Future. Can you tell us about that? Yes, Faraday Future, the EV startup that went public in 2021, is facing some financial difficulties. The company is at risk of losing its LA headquarters after failing to pay rent, with the current bill close to $1 million. That's quite a situation. Now let's talk about some of the deals that caught your attention this week. A few deals stood out this week. Celadyne, a hydrogen fuel cell startup, raised $4.5 million in a seed round. Revel, known for its fleet of rentable blue electric mopeds, is reportedly trying to raise $200 million in equity. Rome, a Kenyan EV startup, raised $24 million in a Series A round. Skylo Technologies, a satellite connectivity service provider, raised $37 million. And Velisys, a startup developing sustainable aviation fuel, raised $40 million. That's quite a list. Now let's talk about autonomous vehicles. What's the latest in that space? There's been some movement in the autonomous vehicle sector. Cruise has appointed Steve Kenner, an industry veteran, as its first chief safety officer. Meanwhile, Waymo voluntarily recalled the software that powers its robo-taxi fleet after two vehicles crashed into the same towed pickup truck in Phoenix, Arizona in December. This is Waymo's first recall. And what about electric vehicles? What's the latest there? In the EV space, Lucid Motors dropped the price of its luxury air sedan by thousands of dollars. However, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration opened an investigation into a lucid windshield defroster recall from January. The regulators are concerned that the company's over-the-air update solution doesn't go far enough to fix the problem. The Enchtesa also opened a second investigation into EV startup Fisker's Ocean SUV after receiving four complaints about the vehicle rolling away unexpectedly. Thanks for joining us, Abby. 
In other tech news, semiconductor giant Intel could be in line for a substantial windfall from the U.S. government. The company is reportedly in talks to receive over $10 billion in subsidies under the CHIPS and Science Act. This comes amidst delays in Intel's chip manufacturing project in Ohio. Here to delve deeper into this is our correspondent from Simply Tech. Can you tell us more about these potential subsidies? Certainly. The Biden administration is currently discussing the allocation of funds to Intel. The subsidy package under consideration is expected to include both loans and direct grants. This comes at a time when Intel is reportedly delaying the construction of its chip manufacturing project in Ohio, citing market challenges and slow disbursement of grants from the U.S. government. What does this mean for Intel's manufacturing plans in the U.S.? Intel has pledged billions towards establishing new chip manufacturing facilities within the U.S. In 2021, the company announced more than $43.5 billion in new manufacturing investments across Arizona, New Mexico, and Ohio. These investments aim to strengthen semiconductor production and support research and development efforts in the United States. However, the construction of the manufacturing facilities, initially scheduled to begin production next year, is now expected to extend until late 2026. How has Intel's stock been performing, and what is the outlook for the future? Intel's stock has seen a significant increase over the past year, gaining over 69%, which outperforms the S&P 500's gain of around 25%. The tailwinds from AI and an expected recovery in the PC market provide a solid platform for future growth. However, analysts remain cautious due to increased competition. Currently, INTC stock has 7 buy, 24 hold, and 4 sell recommendations for a hold consensus rating. The average price target of 46.42s implies a 6.69% upside potential from current levels. James just gave us some interesting insights for investors to consider. Speaking of tech companies to watch, Twilio, known for its communications software services, is reportedly reconsidering the future of its customer data platform business, Segment, after experiencing a significant slowdown in growth in late 2023. Celeste, our Simply Tech correspondent, is here to discuss this further. Can you tell us more about the situation at Twilio? Certainly, David. Twilio expanded its product portfolio in recent years through acquisitions, including Segment, which added customer data platform capabilities. However, with the company's growth stalling and the departure of founding CEO Jeff Lawson, Twilio is now reviewing the future of Segment. While the company acknowledges Segment's strategic value, it's approaching the review with an open mind, which could potentially lead to a sale. What led to this situation? Twilio has been under pressure from activist investors Anson Funds and Legion Capital to divest assets to bolster shareholder value. The company's share price, which soared to over $400 per share in 2021, fell to $72.27 before the company shared its fourth quarter performance. The stock price dropped another 15% after the report, indicating investor dissatisfaction. What was the rationale behind Twilio's acquisition of Segment in the first place? Back in October 2020, Twilio was valued at over $40 billion and was looking to expand its market. It spent $3.2 billion to acquire Segment, a startup that had raised over $283 million. The idea was to help customers build data-fueled customer-centric applications, leveraging the data stored in the Segment CDP to provide a new growth path for the company. 
However, post-pandemic market shifts and a drop in Twilio's stock price have left Segment underperforming and vulnerable to activist investor complaints. What is Segment's current worth, and how might a potential sale impact Twilio? Segment generated $75 million worth of revenue in Q4 2023, up 4% from the previous year. However, it's not growing much. Its revenue quality is declining slightly, and spend from existing customers is contracting. Given these factors and the current market for tech valuations, it's doubtful that Twilio could recoup the $3.2 billion it spent on Segment in a sale. Even if it could sell Segment for around $1.4 billion, the cash might not significantly change Twilio's situation, given that the company is already cash-rich and debt-light. So what's the likely outcome here? It's a tough spot for Twilio. Investors are pushing for action that could boost Twilio's share price, including selling off Segment. However, the value of Segment today is not what it was, and selling it at a loss would erode Twilio's revenue base. The company must now decide between potential strategic gains from keeping Segment and divesting an underperforming asset. Thanks for the insights, Celeste. Now, shifting gears to the world of venture capital, almost a year ago, Alphabet's growth stage venture arm, Capital G, appointed Layla Sturdy as its new head. Sturdy, who joined Google in 2007, has been instrumental in the growth of Capital G since its launch in 2013. However, the past year has been challenging for many investors. We have Michael here to discuss whether the same is true for Sturdy and her team at Capital G. Michael, could you tell us more about Sturdy's journey and her approach to leading Capital G? Certainly, David. Sturdy has had a diverse career at Google, working in several departments before joining Capital G. As the head of Capital G, she continues to lead investments and sit on various boards, but she's also focusing on team development and firm expansion. She's quick to highlight that 60% of her team comes from diverse or underrepresented backgrounds. Interesting. And how does Capital G operate? What's their model? Capital G's model is to leverage Google and Alphabet's resources to help their portfolio companies. They have a team of around 50 people, but they also have access to over 3,500 senior advisors within Alphabet. These advisors assist portfolio companies with various technical and business challenges that growth stage companies often face. That's quite a resource. But how does Capital G ensure the confidentiality of data between Alphabet and its portfolio companies? Everything is opt-in from the portfolio company's standpoint. Capital G operates separately and doesn't share any portfolio company data with Alphabet or vice versa. They serve as an intermediary to find win-win situations where they exist. And how are investment decisions made at Capital G? Investment decisions at Capital G are made by an investment committee, which includes Sturdy and three other general partners. They typically invest between $50 million and $200 million in each company, focusing on about seven or eight new companies a year. What about their returns? Capital G doesn't publicly share its returns. However, they have $7 billion in assets under management, dating back to 2013. And what's Capital G's strategy when it comes to AI investments? Capital G is very excited about AI. They have a dedicated team focused on it, and leverage advisors within Google to lean into more technical bets. They're particularly interested in areas where there's real technical differentiation and where existing distribution and workflow are less important. Finally, how are portfolio companies leveraging AI? 
Across the portfolio, companies are exploring how AI can enhance customer experience and their systems and processes. They're rethinking marketing, customer support, and services. It's still early days, but there's a lot of experimentation and innovation happening. Thanks for the insights, Michael. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Tech. We'll see you back here tomorrow.